So we're talking all this week about triggers for autoimmune disease. I do want to touch on something specific, meaning chemicals and heavy metal exposure and talk exactly how those can affect your thyroid function and trigger an autoimmune condition. So we know from Alessio Fasano that autoimmune, any kind of autoimmune disease can be related to a three-legged stool. With that, you must have three things for autoimmune conditions to exist. First, you must have the genetic predisposition, a genetic susceptibility, say that five times fast, to autoimmune conditions. And it does not have to be just Hashimoto's. Your mother could have had lupus or MS. Your father could have type 1 diabetes or Sjogren's. And that autoimmune genetic predisposition sets you up for further autoimmune conditions. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. In addition to that, the other leg of the stool is intestinal permeability or leaky gut, which pretty much we all have because unless you grew up in a hippie rainforest, you most likely have been exposed to cereal and bread and various gluten contaminants and have taken anti, not antidepressants, but have taken antibiotics and have been exposed to over-the-counter medications and, of course, the chemicals that we are going to talk about today. And then those chemicals can kind of go into the trigger category too. So you have genetics, intestinal permeability, and then you have that trigger that brings out the autoimmune condition that causes that gene to actually express itself. So I'm going to read to you from a study that I love, saved, refer back to quite often in terms of chemicals. So looking at PCBs, so polychlorinated biphenyls, those have thyroid disrupting effects. We know this from studies. And what happens is something like bisphenol A that's in plastic or phthalates or brominated flame retardants, anything chlorinated, what that does is it disrupts the thyroid hormone homeostasis, and dietary exposures to PCBs, all of those just mentioned, actually affect serum TSH in human subjects. So what's this, what this is telling us is these chemicals that we expose ourselves to either consciously or unconsciously can have an effect on our thyroid function. So not only can it trigger Hashimoto's to present itself. So ongoing exposure, years of exposure, that built up stressor on the body of exposures to chemicals triggers that gene eventually to express itself as Hashimoto's. Now we 
talked about the five stages of Hashimoto's. If you missed that, I encourage you to go to my YouTube page or my Facebook page and view that those five stages of Hashimoto's to know exactly where you are. When we're talking about the five stages of Hashi, we see that you can have that genetic predisposition in stage one. And even moving into stage two, you may or may not see any changes in antibodies or TSH or other thyroid hormone levels. But once you start moving into stage three, that's where you see the gene expressing itself as it shows on paper in your labs. Now, you may experience symptoms prior to that. Because remember, Hashimoto's can be present up to a decade, if not longer, before being accurately diagnosed. So maybe, hypothetically, you were exposed to a large range of toxins and and chemicals, and that caused that gene to finally express itself. Okay, in addition to these PCBs, bisphenol A, phthalates, um, we are also looking at heavy metals such as cadmium. So cadmium is considered a category one carcinogen on lungs, testicles, and the prostate. So cadmium accumulates in the liver, the pancreas, the kidneys, but also in the thyroid. Cadmium in blood correlates with concentrations in the thyroid. Cadmium blood and urine levels are more elevated in women in fertile age than in men. Mitochondria are the main intracellular targets for cadmium. In chronic cadmium toxicity, multinodule goiter, thyroglobulin hyposecretion, and parafollicular cell hyperplasia are frequent. So we want to make sure that we are every so often tested for these heavy metals to see where our levels are. Because what if you're doing everything right? You're getting all the labs done. You feel like you're on the right medication. You're converting properly T4 to T3, and yet you're still experiencing symptoms. Could it be that exposure to chemicals and heavy metals are getting in the way? Manganese is toxic at high levels. Um, What else? Glutamate in the form of glutamine. So a lot of people say to supplement with, you can say glutamine, glutamine for gut health, but for persons with a thyroid condition and also insulin resistance, glutamine, glutamine, um, can interfere with thyroid production, thyroid hormone production. So you might want to lay off of that. And if you do have leaky gut, there are other things we can do to heal that. Environmental or occupational exposure to high levels of manganese causes neuropathy similar to idiopathic Parkinson's disease. Dopamine and its metabolites are altered in, in manganese toxicity and in Parkinson's disease. And they're also able to inhibit TSH secretion. Dopamine and dopamine, I can never say this, dopaminergenic receptors are involved in neurodevelopment and TSH modulation. So this suggests that excessive manganese exposure during gestation is linked to altered neurodevelopmental outcomes due to a dysregulation of dopaminergenic control of TSH on thyroid hormone levels. And also thyroid cancer is... um, is increased with heavy metal exposure as well. But just so you know, you can see how toxic these chemical exposures and heavy metal exposures can be. And heavy metals, we haven't even got into mercury with amalgam fillings, 
um, exposure to asbestos. So there's so many different and lead, there's so many different exposures that can happen that can alter your thyroid hormone status. It's important to know exactly where you are. Now, this kind of test does not have to be done like we do thyroid testing. You don't have to get chemical testing, heavy metal testing done on a regular basis. But if this is the case, there are things that we can do to remove those toxins from your body to get down to the cell where they are held and to actually excrete them properly so they don't get recirculated and they're not continuing to affect your thyroid. The biggest thing you can do right now is simply avoidance and elimination. So when you think about chlorine, so we said about chlorinated products, Get that filter on your shower. Stop drinking chlorinated water from the tap. When we are talking about bromine, don't be soaking in a hot tub. There's a lot of exposure to bromine. And all y'all who are drinking Mountain Dew, you know there's bromine in that too. I'm sure there's bromine in other soda pop, pop, whatever you say it, type of products. So be careful of that. Switch to a non-fluorinated toothpaste. Do not get your children fluoride treatments. Don't do those little pink pills that we all did when we were young. Get rid of the fluoride, get rid of the bromine, get rid of the chlorine. Stop microwaving your food in plastic if you haven't done so already. Invest in some glass containers. Do not pick up plastic water bottles unless you are on a road trip and it's an absolute emergency. Get a glass or not aluminum, but a, a metal type of water bottle and use that as much as possible. All these things will kind of combine to give you that down the road payback. You might not notice anything right away, but down the road, you'll say, you know, I removed all these toxins from my life. I removed the heavy metal exposure from my life. Even if you don't do a heavy metal test or a heavy metal detox, that's fine. Removal, elimination is the first step. You might actually feel better and notice that your thyroid works better six weeks down the road after you eliminate. So take these steps and, and try to do as much as you can. 80-20 rule. 80% you can control, 20% you can't control. You cannot control being on a road trip and needing to grab a plastic water bottle. You cannot control where all of your food is coming from. You cannot control the fact that you might be showering at a hotel or a friend's house and they have chlorinated water. All of those things are in that 20%, but I guarantee you 80% you can control. So start taking steps now to improve your thyroid function and stop exposing yourself to things that could decrease your thyroid function when we're trying so hard to get you your life back. Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fix Podcast. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button so you get updated on every single episode that comes out. Go to my website at amyhorneman.com and feel free to follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.